Tyler Smith here. Uh, I'm sure I know what you're thinking. Obviously, um, I said there would that there was not going to be anything new uh, Christmas week. But as it happens, uh, there was something on my mind that I felt like I would uh, share with you guys. Um, Josh is not here. He is out of town. But uh, I think, as I've said. Um, on this show and maybe on my other show, Battleship Pretension, uh, one thing that I have been thinking a lot about lately is the concept of home. Um, it's a very simple concept, but it's just it's been on my mind, and I'm not really sure why. It's been on my mind for uh, several months. I've been wanting to do this mini-sode for a while, but it seems somehow appropriate to do it uh, around Christmas, um, and I'll explain uh, why. Um, so I don't know what you guys are doing for Christmas, um, but this year I'm staying in Los Angeles, uh, and hanging out with, uh, my wife and, um, some friends on Christmas day. And it's going to be, uh, I have no doubt that it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, we're going to, um, we're going to open presents and watch Christmas movies and have a nice dinner and all that kind of thing. Um, and I think it'll be, I think it'll be great. Um, but I would be lying if I didn't say that I envied some of my friends and I envy is something as, as I've mentioned on the show before recently, um, envy is something that I struggle with that I deal with. Um, usually it has to do with, uh, wishing that I was better at something, uh, you know, or that I looked a different way or, or whatever. Um, but in this case, uh, I, I envy my friends that get to go home to a, a big family. <clears throat> um, Christmas for me when I was younger looked like this when we lived in when when my family lived in california uh christmas lasted about a week because we would have the smith family christmas uh in which it was my mom and dad and brother and then we would go and spend christmas with my mom's side of the family which involved my grandma grandpa my uncle ron and my uncle jeff and then uh my uncle jeff's wife he's he's had a couple of them um and so, uh, and then, uh, sometimes, uh, my uncle Ron's girlfriend. So it was, that was fairly large. And then we would go to, uh, my dad's side of the family, which involved, uh, my grandmother and her husband and, uh, sometimes my uncle and his, uh, his son, my nephew, uh, sorry, my uh, cousin. And, um, and it was just fun. It was just, it felt big, you know, and I recognize that there are people for whom Christmas involves, you know. 20 people. Um, and it's, it's never been that big, but it, it was, it's, it was just family. I was inundated with family and everybody was having fun and, and I don't have that anymore. 
um, for a number of reasons. One is that just over the years, the my family has been kind of has sort of been scattered to the winds. My uh, grandmother on my uh, on my dad's side, she and her husband uh, lived in uh, moved to Georgia several years ago, and then her husband uh, passed away, and and I haven't seen my grandmother in years. I don't think I've seen her since my wedding, um, and then. On my mom's side, uh, when we left California, one of my uncles stayed behind. And then we, my grandparents and my parents, my brother and myself, we all moved to Denver. And then one of my uncles followed. Uh, and then my parents and I and my mom's parents, we all moved to Missouri. My brother staying behind in Denver, in Denver, as did one of my uncles. And so just slowly but surely, people started getting, we started being spread out. And then... And then people started dying. Um, my dad passed away, and then uh, my grandpa passed away, and and then I, you know, I was at college, and then I, Jen and I moved back to, uh, we moved to California, and it's just, it has made for, well, I'll go back to the idea of home. Something that I've been thinking about lately is that, uh, you know, when people say I'm going home for the holidays or or whenever they just say, you know, I'm going back home for, you know, a few days or whatever. Um, I don't really have that. I don't have any one place that I think of as home. Um, it's not Missouri. My mom lives in Missouri, but uh, she lives in a house that I never lived in when I lived there. Um, she lives there with her new husband, Um it sounds weird saying new husband. It's not like she just got him, like it was a car, like he's a car or anything like that. They've been married for a number of years, uh, but uh, but none of my friends are there anymore, and it's just it doesn't feel really like home. It feels like the place where my mom lives. Uh, Denver doesn't feel like home. I don't visit there very often, and though my brother lives there, um, and a number of my my old friends still live there. Uh, every time I go back, which is not very often, it just the city itself looks different, and and that just doesn't feel. I just don't feel the comfort of home there. Uh, Chicago doesn't feel like home, though I love visiting Chicago, and I do feel in my element there. Uh, I don't have any family in Chicago, um, and so really, as time has gone on, I've started to realize that home kind of feels like where my wife is. Um, and I feel like that's probably as it should be. Um, so, you know, in my case, I'm staying home for the holidays. I'm not going home for the holidays. But even then, it just didn't feel... I, I was content with that for a while. But now that I that a lot of my friends are going back home, and then I see photos of them with their family, and they just look so at ease. They look so happy. They look like they are where they belong, where they can relax and be themselves and be accepted. Um, and though I am, I am that I am, you know, I'm with my wife, I'm where I am accepted and where I belong. Um, I do miss the, the old Christmases from when I was a kid, uh, and until my wife and I have children and all of that, I, I just I don't think I'll, I'm ever going to be able to recapture that. And so uh, it, it has occurred to me that the idea of home for some people 
it is a place, but for me, it is the past. It is a memory. Home is, you know, my living room uh, in Denver when, uh, you know, my parents, my brother, my grandparents, and one of my uncles lived there, and the other uncle flew out to, to be there, and it was a lot of fun. Or home is, you know, the week-long Christmas festivities when, I, when we lived in California. Um, and so that, that is what home is. And so by thinking of it that way, I basically have guaranteed that I don't have a home. And I don't mean to say that as though I'm home. I don't mean to say that in a superly like uh, super like modeling type of thing. Uh, it just feels a little sad to me um, that there is no place I can go and feel at ease. Um, at least not the way I felt at ease back then. And sometimes I'm frustrated by that. Uh, especially, of course, when I look at other people, you know, um, a good example of this is, as, as, as I mentioned, uh, Josh is out of town. He's back home. He and his wife are, are back home with their family. And I, you know, and I see photos from their family Christmas and it's just a big festive time. It looks like everybody's having a lot of fun. And I look at that and I wish I had it. Um, but I don't. And so, so I thought I would record this because maybe some of you are in the same boat. Maybe you feel like this as well. And maybe like myself, you feel prone to be envious and maybe even a little bitter that you don't have it. Um, and so I wanted to talk about just some ideas of home and a, as a Christian, what that what that can really mean, where we can find comfort if we feel like we don't have a home. Um, so, okay. Obviously, what I'm going to say is that home is with God. Not merely home is heaven. That's, that, you know. But, as I've said before, the idea of heaven is that you are finally in direct communion with God. Um, and you're not out of his, you're never out of his presence. Not that we're necessarily out of his presence right now, but you know what I mean? It's just all the things that can distract us from God here, uh, are not, are not available to us there. There, it is just a constant celebration of God's love and his grace. And speaking of grace, one of the things that made me think of this uh, topic was the song Amazing Grace. Um, everybody knows the first verse, and a good number of people know the last verse. But it's one of the middle, it's one of the middle verses that, um, that really stuck out to me. We were singing Amazing Grace in my church several months ago. And we sang the whole song, and this, for whatever reason, this stuck out to me at that moment. Um, Through many dangers, toils, and snares, I have already come. Tis grace hath brought me safe thus far, and grace will lead me home. And I don't know what it is, but like in that moment, I like I welled up. There was just something in that moment about, there was just so much comfort in the idea of, 
being led through some difficult times in my life, knowing full well there's going to be more. Um, but the idea of being led home and just the promise of that, the promise of finally being able to exhale and just breathe a sigh of relief and just finally relax. Which is, you know, how I would feel, how I used to feel when I was in the midst of family and just, I felt safe and I felt at ease. Um, and the idea that that is where I am headed, it helps with how I feel right now. Um, and so I, I have some, uh, some quotes, of course, from C.S. Lewis, but from other places as well. Um, so the first is a, is a quote that I've known for a long time. If we find ourselves with a desire that nothing in this world can satisfy, the most probable explanation is that we were made for another world. And I don't know about you, but there are times when I strive for certain things, and even when I get them, I say when, it doesn't happen very often, even if I get them, um, somehow it's just not enough. And so, and none of them are necessarily bad ambitions, none of them are bad goals, but you just realize, oh, okay, this is great, I got it, I, I did it. Well, now what? And so if, if even the good and noble goals of this earth cannot satisfy, then, then what can? And so uh, here's another quote from C.S. Lewis. This one is a little bit longer. Uh, the books or the music in which we thought the beauty was located will betray us if we trust to them. It was not in them. It only came through them. And what came through them was longing. These things, the beauty, the memory of our own past, are good images of what we really desire. But if they are mistaken for the thing itself, they turn into dumb idols, breaking the hearts of their worshippers. For they are not the thing itself. They are only the scent of a flower we have not found, the echo of a tune we have not heard, news from a country we have never visited. And boy, oh boy, uh, as I was researching stuff to talk about in this minisode, uh, I ran across that, and it just, there was something about these things, the beauty, the memory of our own past. And of course, that's what I've been talking about, my past, and just this longing, as he mentions, this longing for my past, um, which, is, which is gone, as I knew it. But this idea that like even that couldn't satisfy me because that went away. Um, and so I just, I love his imagery. Um, I usually like the way C.S. Lewis writes just because he's just so British and I like the way he phrases things, but also sometimes just his phrasing really gets me the scent of a flower. We haven't found the echo of a tune we've not heard. And when I think of the great things in my life, uh, my relationship with my wife, which is great, but not easy. Um, but also just to, to once again, go back to the, the theme of this episode, uh, many so pardon me. Um, the idea of home and what my definition of home has been thus far. 
And as wonderful as that is, even that is a mere echo. And what is it an echo of? It is an echo of heaven. It is an echo of being in communion with God. And it's an echo because an echo can fade, but the actual thing does not go away. I will read this from Isaiah 9, 6 through 7. And it is appropriate given this time of year. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, and of the increase of his government and of peace there will be no end. So what I like about this passage are a couple of things. Number one is among the things that he that his name shall be called is Everlasting Father. And I don't, I'm not referencing the fact that my father is dead, uh, but just this idea that I keep going back in this minisode to the idea of family and that even family can fade, but this is not merely a father, an everlasting father. He doesn't go away. And then the increase of his government and of peace, there will be no end. Families can end. Home on this earth can end. And when it does, if we cling to that, then we are shattered, we are broken, because the thing that we thought could give us rest and safety has gone away. And so what are we left with? We will never feel safe again. But the kingdom of God, the love of God, the grace of God, there is no end to that. That is where we should really find our true home. And it's very hard to do, of course, because it is, frankly, kind of an abstract concept. But there is something about the promise of that that brings me comfort. Maybe not a lot, but it brings me some. And hopefully it will bring you some as well. I will end with a quote from Tom Waits. This is from a song called Come On Up to the House. The world is not my home. I'm just passing through. Uh, Very easy. That's a very simple sentiment that I've heard uh, in a number of different places. Um, But it's one that is appropriate. The world is not my home. My wife is not my home. My past is not my home. God is my home, and he doesn't go away. And that is tremendously comforting to me, especially when I sometimes feel like I am staring in the window of a house with like, you see, you know, you've seen it in, in movies and TV shows before, sometimes to actual comedic effect. Um, you see someone peering in through a window and seeing just a happy family. You saw it in home alone, probably. Um, and you see this happy family and you, and, you, you realize you're just on the outside and that you're not a part of it. And the weird thing is, like, of course I have 
so much going for me right now. I have so I have friends that I love. I have a wife that is amazing. And so really, you know, what am I upset about? Well, I'm upset that I don't have this thing I used to have. And some people still do. But it really doesn't matter. I mean, it does. Don't get me wrong. Like, feelings are feelings and they're valid. But that is not my home. The world is not my home. I'm just passing through. And eventually, grace will lead me home. So, that is what I wanted to impart this week. Uh, I apologize for my tone. I don't usually like to go, like, model into the point of melodramatic, but when you're feeling these things, they're, they're, just, they're kind of that. They're kind of a melancholy type of thing. So, uh, I promise you that next week will be a bit more jovial. I know that because I've already, we've already recorded it. Um, but yeah, uh, I hope that this Christmas season, regardless of who you're with or not with, um, that you keep in mind that God is where your real home is. And hopefully if you don't, if you feel like you don't have that on earth, hopefully that will bring you comfort. And if you do have that, hopefully that will not necessarily humble you, but hopefully that will give you the proper perspective on the things that, that you have now, that you've been blessed to have that now. And, and also recognizing that as good as it is now, it's only going to get better. And so in both cases, it should provide us with a sense of gratefulness. Um, which, admittedly, Thanksgiving was a few weeks ago. But uh, Christmas is also a time for giving thanks and recognizing the tremendous gift that we were given. Um, so I think I will leave it at that. Thank you all for listening, and I wish you all a very Merry Christmas. Well, the moon is broken and the sky is cracked. Come on to the house. can see is all that you lack. Come on up to the house. Oh, your crying don't do no good. Come on up to the house. Come down off the cross. We can use the wood. You gotta come on up to the house. Ah!